Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We just watched the season finale of Amazon's The Boys and what the Amazon's The Boys season one episode eight. You found me. Oh my god. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. I don't know how you have the strength to do that because we literally just finished watching the show. I don't know how you have that in your repertoire right I'm now. I'm on raw baby blowing up power. Oh, wow. My. I'm excited and sad at the same time. I don't know what to say. I know exactly what to say. I would like to say Amazon's The Boys Season 1, Episode 8. You found me. The After Buzz After Show is right here. We are the panel that knows the least, and we hope that you know the most. The <laughs> Illustra panel all the way to the left is Stephen Lemieux. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, if God even still exists. And of course, Ben Schnau. Wow, what a finale. Wow. And I am Toronto. will be hosting this illustrious panel as we discuss all these things <laughs> that happened in this episode 8, the series finale. Uh, we did convince Ryan in the booth there was an after credit scene for five, for, seconds. For five seconds for five longer seconds. than we should have. Thank you, Ryan, <laughs> for being you. We are going to be breaking down this episode into multiple things. So much happened again this in an hour and six minutes long. Tower 5 Syria. We're going to have to talk about that Syria because it sets it all up. Pleasure meeting Mallory. Of course, the meeting with Mallory. A-Train goes shopping. That scene stands on its own and leads to so much more. The boys break up. Huey and Butcher seem to go their separate ways. The deep goes, it's Brittany, bitch. We watch him lose it off the deep end. Starlight says hi to Mommy. Mommy doesn't have as many answers as she'd like. Party time. We get to this uh, government-funded gala. Mr. Edgar, don't forget the mister. Man, we get to see that guy and Everything we hope for. Madeline gets promoted. <laughs> and then she gets demoted. demoted. Homelander <laughs> gets his sequel. Locked up won't let me out. Locked up won't let me out. Yeah, we get the boys being locked up and Huey to the rescue. Then, of course, Starlight, Starbright. Thanks for that one, Steven, as she comes to the rescue of all of them. Home invasion or Homelander invasion or whatever you would like to say. Anyway, the baby blows up. Like father, like son. Can't believe that ending. Special segment, which is... What's the worst that could happen? Worst case scenario, tonight's episode, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's worst case scenario. You already know what that is. We have some predictions, uh, news and gossip and more. I don't know where to begin. What were your overall thoughts on this episode, Stephen Lemieux? Man, uh, I called it last episode that the Dermon Doctor could have been totally lying, that they could be alive somewhere and totally fine. I didn't call the the happiest ending because I thought she'd be turned into a super baby machine, but now she's just like... Literally, now it makes sense what he was saying about how he sh- the son should have been raised with a with a mother figure, and that's why he put them together so the mother and the son are together. Um, I was blown away by how they handled the Billy Butcher storyline because now we don't know where they're going with season two. Billy Butcher is going to have to deal with the fact that his entire plan of vengeance and his entire purpose for living for the past eight years has been manipulated by Mallory and wasn't true at all. Plus, he doesn't know because Homelander is squeaky clean aside from what he knows about him. So he's going to believe that Homelander actually didn't do anything wrong and his 
uh, hatred of him is misplaced. So we're going to have to get a new Billy Butcher who has to question his reality. Next season, we have to get Huey on the run because A-Train's not going to let him go. Next season, we're going to have to get freaking Starlight dealing with the consequences of her actions. But now with Homelander understanding the, the significance or why they were acting, and we have Supers in the terrorist squad, he's going to need the boys to be more Team Vought because... They can't have all their stuff released. And we're going to have our our producer in the booth with his mic unmuted for the rest of the show. So that's how it works. (laughs) I guess you did the predictions and you've got it all down. Binge, how do you feel? I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to say, Stephen. Exactly the same thing. But obviously, what I also wanted to say, I've never seen so many twists in one episode, to be honest, in my life, in my entire life. That was crazy. I was completely shocked by that, right? Like every every two minutes, basically, was something happening that I didn't see coming. And the, the most exciting moment for me was when Homelander comes up to Madeline and is basically telling her that he did that with the soup terrorists. That was completely like, I was like, I was so sure, I believed completely that Madeline did all that. And when Homelander said that, I couldn't believe that, guys. How, how did you feel about that? I mean, I called it. <sighs> I, did, I did call that. I said, I don't think Madeline had any really? idea about it wow. all. Because Homelander was being so secretive by injecting the blue stuff, the, the V compound into the Asian girl and stuff. And then she's a terrorist. I'm like, okay, it makes sense that him and A-Train were trying to make themselves more viable for the long-term option. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Well, I was blown Great away twist, though, yeah. It You're... was great. I mean, it was completely unexpected. I say. didn't see Madeline dying this episode. That's true. I, and not that graphically. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> that was, that was awesome. And unless she comes back as Red Skull, I don't think we're seeing her again. Right. Yeah. Terry is not a fan of that joke. Yeah, I get it. My overall thoughts of the episode was that it was fantastic. It's everything it promised that entire season did not disappoint leading up sometimes series finales can season finales can be a little disappointing this one definitely leaves you wanting more there was a lot of information given and yet a lot of information that's still there waiting for us to find out we need to know more let's get into the first topic of discussion syria Always the first topic of discussion at this table. <laughs> Always. It's actually what we discuss all the time. So that was a flashback, right, if I'm correct? That so was that, not a fl- that flashback. Was, that that was, was exactly oh. what was going on in real time, ending with episode 7, going into episode 8, in which there was a note given that Nagib, the terrorist that could blow himself up and I still live... I am the captain now. I am the captain now. Nagib means actually in Arabic, it, it translates to chief. Huh. Uh, roughly, or a person in charge, in a way. Uh, in Urdu, it actually means something that's verified. So, either way they're going with it, the concept is... They're very heavily playing on the uh, the conspiracy theories around 9-11. They deal with the plane crash, and now we're dealing with the planting of uh, weapons of mass destruction, basically, in Syria, and... Planting them, having somebody find them there, and saying, okay, this is a thing now. That's exactly what they did, because there's no way that random factory had Compound V in it. Obviously, Homelander brought that vial. So he just pulled it out of his Exactly. He, it's, like, it's like planting drugs on a country, mm. basically, is what happened. And it created it created a, a need for supers to be in the government because they need to protect us from the global supers that exist. Even though we know, behind the scenes, of course, as the audience, that... Compound V is a Vought industry creation. I'm really excited for season two based on this storyline precisely because Madeline has such a finger on the pulse of Vought and the Supers, but 
because Homelander is not somebody who thinks things through completely, like, now that we know that a super can impregnate a human and have a child, and it doesn't look like there was any kind of miscarriage or the baby clawing her way out, it looks like it was a normal pregnancy that came to term, now we know that any of those people that were terrorists that he turned into supers can have children and continually propagate the super bloodline in these other countries. So instead of just having a few super terrorists, they have now opened the floodgates for supers to be worldwide. Mm. Without thinking it through. It's a globalization without realizing the consequences of his actions because we know undoubtedly that Homelander admitted to it being his mastermind, his plan. But he doesn't raise them. That's the difference. Madeline raised them, whether it was a great upbringing or not, Madeline had some kind of manipulation on them. They had a whole lot of industries mm. as a whole. But, Whether it's Vogelbaum or Madeline or whoever, they knew what they were doing on this side. But Nakib, I think, was made the same way that Kimiko was made. Yeah. He, he was. He was made as an adult, which uh, Homelander says they had problems with. Very difficult. Yeah. However, the ones that survived, enough survived for it to be a success. This is actually, not only is it about 9-11, it's actually about American foreign policy. Now, when I say that, historically in the in the world, America has interfered in affairs, and then the consequences of which were were relevant to us twenty years, thirty years, forty years later. Bin Laden being an example. Bin Laden's an example. Iran is an example. North Korea is an example. Destabilization of Venezuela and things like that is and is an, is an yeah. example. Something where Panama, where we went in. Uh, interfered with whatever was going on and ordered what we thought was the best for our foreign policy and then created our own enemy. Yeah, it's never, it's not supposed to be written as intentional. It's supposed to be written as uh, Homelander has one thing in mind that's going to lead to one thing, Mm. but then the ramifications of that are far-reaching further Mm. than he could have ever even expected, which is kind of what the U.S. is dealing with now. I mean, coming back to the storyline, what I like about the ending is because it's the kind of same scenario that Starlight was growing up in. If you think about it for a second, Starlight was growing up with her, with her mom, right? So she's kind of against what the Vod and the Seven always did. So she's kind of normal but still has superpowers in a way. But she's not the celebrity famous person who's going crazy about it. At the same time, Becca is still alive raising his kid who has also superpowers. So I'm just predicting season two that Homelander has to fight his own son. Well, let's let's leave predictions for predictions, and let's talk about what's going on in the episode specifically. So let's go to the meeting of Mallory. Thanks, reaction. I like it though. <laughs> that was a great reaction from you guys. I appreciate yeah. that so much. <laughs> Homelander. I, I actually think Homelander's teaming up with his son and going to try to manipulate him. But we'll get into that in a, in predictions. Mallory. We meet Mallory. Yeah. She's looking at birds. Yeah. I love that it, she says it's either alcoholism or looking at birds. Sure. And she's standing next to the alcoholic and she's looking, or not, but she's looking at birds. Yeah, vengeance Maeve, Maeve is the one the who went to alcoholism. Glory. It's a one way ticket to a dead end of looking at effing birds. There are worse ways to spend your retirement in yeah. shame of burnt grandkids. Yeah, but was, do you feel like that there was any kind of like metaphor for these birds? That's the way they, how they put the dialogue, because it was kind of interesting how they played it out. How it was What's the acted, metaphor you know? that you thought? I mean, it, it felt a little bit like that she was kind of uh, seeing the future in front of her already, in a way. And talking about dead birds or something like that, you know? That's how I felt about it. I don't know about dead birds, but I can see what you mean. If you want to look at it as a metaphor, it could definitely be something like, 
now that she's out of the game, she's just looking at stuff she'll never reach. And her goal had always been to take down the soups, but at this point, they're too powerful. They're always just birds out of reach. Mm. I she, thought of it in the way it's a mundane activity, and once you've lost your passion for whatever it is, you fall into this path. We see a lot of people retired. If you, it's it's the exact same situation as Vogelbaum, where he states. If I had to choose between this, which he had this most beautiful home and all these things to do, if I had to choose this between this and 80 hours in the lab, I will always choose 80 hours in the lab. Vogelbaum's dead, right? Like, we're going to assume that? He squeezed the truth out of him. I'm going to assume he's dead, dead. Okay, just double checking. His head is popped somewhere. (laughs) Once Stillwell's dead, everyone's dead. Yeah. Madeline died in the best of ways. Yeah, it was crazy. It was the best of times, worst of times. It was not the best of ways. That was a horrific... Very graphic way to die. But what I liked about you saw it coming, though. I remember your reaction when he is looking into her eyes. You said before she even died. You said it already. It was really fascinating. I mean, the writers the writers do a great job of letting you know what's going to happen, but teasing you with it so much. Mm. Um, Anytime you see, here's the thing, though. I I think I've predicted. Homelander killing somebody in every single scene that yeah. he's in, though. So it, <laughs> if I predict it a hundred times, obviously I'll be right one of those a hundred times. Not even one. Ninety-five out yeah, of hundred percent. Homelander sure. has killed a lot of people. I mean, yeah. even in Syria, he zapped everyone, including the women and children. Yes. Yeah. He kills, he saves children, but not the Syrian children. Or the Flight 37 children. Let's not Oof. forget, it's all about Homelander himself. So meeting Mallory, was Mallory everything you expected her to be? Did you expect her to help? I didn't expect her to help, but I didn't expect her to be as defeated as she was. Because she, her, her, her fire is vengeance, and I think burning her grandkids would have just inspired more vengeance rather than placating to giving up because now that her grandkids are dead what does she have left to live for aside from vengeance what does she have to live for birds (laughs) birds really birds yeah but i think i I definitely feel like that she sees billy as her son in a way you know really she really does she really cares for him she loves him right i think she just wanted to give him a signal that he shouldn't go for it then having Huey basically in the back too is something. I think that's what she said when he's already out, right? When Billy left already, that she's she's. What did she say to Huey at, uh, Huey at the end? She, she said, said "Vengeance like isn't the path to glory. It's a one-way ticket to a dead end of looking at exactly, birds. exactly." Yeah. So that was a good one, actually. I I really want to get. I think they were really smart with this season the way they played it because they could have ramped stuff up and made it gone crazier and crazier and mm-hmm. killed more heroes, but leaving it open for A Train to come back. And only killing Translucent, whose little superpower is to disappear, they had to kill him because otherwise you're going to watch every single scene of this show thinking that he's around. So it was very smart to kill him. But for season two, we still have all these people we've been introduced to offhandedly that we can still see. Lamplighter we haven't I, I seen. I get it, Steven. Season two is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Let's about Black dis- Noir, about what the guy, like, you know, you don't know anything Let's about it. Let's discuss him, so. season one, episode I'm sorry, eight. I'm you excited. Found it. I know okay. you are. We will get our That's fix. Okay. Season pre- uh, Steven predicts in six months. I say no way. I say at least a year. But I'm saying April. April 2020. I hope so. I would love so. They I would love that to be a first, so, you know, That would be amazing. So, Mallory... Being everything everyone expected her to be? Yeah. No, I thought she'd be more strong. More strong. No, I felt that way. But I really really love this scene because it's a direct... 
it's like from master to sensei to next of kin, right? You have Mallory who basically indoctrinated Billy Bush, and then you have standing behind Billy is Huey who he basically indoctrinated with the exact same tactics. I'd be interested to see if Huey's going to end up bringing somebody else into the fold later on too. I thought it was an interesting dichotomy to see Butcher and Mallory and then Homelander and Vogelbaum. It was a very similar thing. It's uh, a, a parent figure conveying something to their child figure, whether they want it to be that way or not. True. And both of the parent figures being these retired sources, very similar, very similar scene. A lot of people in the chat are wondering yeah. what we think is going on with Giancarlo Esposito's character, Edgar. Mr. Edgar. Mr. Edgar, yes. because now that he was planning to retire at some point, now that his second is gone... Will this be retaliation? Can he retaliate about Homelander? And what's his deal? Do you think they have a defect inserted into Homelander? Built in? You would think they'd have to, right? They have to control them somehow. But I think now that Homelander spread the V compound throughout the world, there's no way they can take out their own heroes because they need them. He's solidified the hero's necessity within society now. So if you're going to look at it from a race... In terms of soups as a race and humans as a race, Homelander's plan has officially made soups a necessity. Yeah, we're going to see definitely more terror soup terrorists from different countries joining anyway, right? That's what I'm assuming because he said that Atrium was going all over the place doing that. So Najib, the first guy, the captain, the chief, was just one person we saw so far. Oh, we saw so, Kimiko, too. Yeah, Kimiko right. was okay. supposed to be. She's from the Liberation Front. Yeah, that's... okay. I got you. I yeah. got you. No. But we're on the topic of Mallory. Can we shift over to uh, Susan real quick? Definitely talk about Susan. Because Susan just set them up for failure. Mm. Couldn't couldn't do anything, and as we learned, they're all burned. And she's like, "You're basically wanted men now." It's a burn notice, and we've actually there's a show about that. That happens when actually. you're a spy and you're burned. Exactly, <laughs> it actually happens where the the shift of regime things change, and now you are Screwed. you go from. Taking orders to losing everything. You, that's no longer an excuse. We've seen this historically in in real life. So in this world, it works too. At least the, the families are still protected. Yeah. I was still a little surprised about her behavior when she's walking down the street talking to him over the phone because the scene before when she's in the office, she comes across so strong and she knows exactly what she's doing and what she's saying. And then out of a sudden, she feels like completely hopeless and helpless in a way. Well, that's what happens. People need to understand that there is a bureaucracy that exists in the government and that it's not a monarchy. There isn't one person that gets to make a decision. Once another decision's been made, it doesn't matter. I mean, we see this in law terms all the time. One DA makes a deal, the other DA comes and breaks it, someone loses on appeal. All these things happen all the time. Mm. Right. Just, you go... You you go and fall based on the republic that's in power at the time, and mm. and Susan has lost it all too. She has no choice. Mm. Yeah, so Probably, she's unfortunate. Yeah. Do you think she's going to be an ally, or do you think they're not going to trust her again? I think they have no choice but to trust her in some way. But she's definitely not mm. gone from the picture. I don't think. No, uh, a train goes shopping. What did you guys think about that scene? 
Yeah, there was definitely some some racism in it, right? For the first second, but that's what I thought, right? It was very interesting how they framed uh, I'm it. I'm glad actually. you. I'm glad you noticed that. Yes, then <laughs> there was a tad. Why, bit just of because racism. I'm white? <laughs> He's no longer the fastest man alive. No, no, but that was very interesting how they framed it. To be honest, right? So, and it was a very great contrast. I feel like from you know racism in a way, you know, like this is like the black person in a shop trying to steal something from. Oh my God, no, he's still a celebrity, so it doesn't doesn't matter if he's black or not, right? Now he's just a celebrity, a famous guy, you know. And I really, it was interesting how they basically shot the scene in the dialogue to to basically make everyone understand how the world today is even working. If you think about it for a second, yeah. You know? I mean, I thought it was a brilliant scene for a yeah. multitude of reasons. For sure, uh, one of the reasons is is that this really happens to people, That's and there's right. lots of videos Thank on you. YouTube showing that this happens to people. For sure, and it, it doesn't. Like, a lot of people like to make the excuse for racism that it's like, well, they were dressed this way or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't matter how they're dressed. It happens if you're dressed in a three-piece suit and you're black. Like, right. it happens. But what I thought was the use of this scene was to drive the point home further with uh, A-Train that now that he's not the fastest man in the world and that his leg's broken, it pushes him further towards the beef compound because now he's just another black guy. Mm-hmm. And to him, that's what he was experiencing. Is he's just like another normal person. A hundred percent. So there's yeah. this epithet that Jay Z actually recently used in a story, the story of OJ in a song. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Because there was a time that OJ Simpson made that statement. He was the most famous athlete on the planet. He said, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." Okay. And they were like, "Okay." And that's a scene that happened with A Train. I'm not. I'm not black. I'm A Train. Okay. Until. He got found out, and then we see him lose his shit in the in the store. Yeah, he goes off, and then we also see him not take in well that the fastest man alive shoe. His competitor had a shoe that was already out, ready to go, a campaign ready to go. That's how quickly we move on. You're only as good as your last hit. You're only as good as your last home run. You're only as good as your last touchdown. We've seen this time and time again. I did like the cops' response. I'm A train. Yeah, and I'm Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> he good, did yeah. have it. He did have it ready. But that A train, that scene directly leads him into the compound V scene where he's now forcing his body to heal. He takes compound V. His leg is healed. It feels like when I had my ACL torn, he had the knee brace on, and now he's training. Yeah, and he's training. Literally with training. training. Yeah, with the train. train. Literally. And his brother's like, I can't see you do this to yourself. And he goes off on his brother like a druggie would. Yeah, he goes off on his like brother. Like an addict would. We end the episode with him having a heart attack, and yes. he's going to be saved. There's no way they're going to kill him like that. Yeah. But I think it's great because we now have lots of cell phone videos of A-Train from this store, and now the first time the news comes out that he's in the hospital for a heart attack, those are the videos they're going to use to show on the news. So it's going to open up the storyline next season mm-hmm. and give him... Honestly, I think it's giving him a redemption arc, which is interesting to me. I think it's smart of the writers. No, I, I get it. It's cool. I like it. I really like the storyline in general, so I think the last episode really nailed it. Seriously. Yeah, and now, of was... course we're going to talk about A-Train and his confrontation with Starlight on its own because it has mm. something. Even yeah. though it connects to this, it's separate at the end. Um we want to know what you th- you guys think at home, each and every one of you. Of course, you guys are, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than all of us. We appreciate you for commenting below and sharing your thoughts. Yeah, a lot of people in chat are giving it a 7 to a 9.1. People are rating that. That's it? This rating. is a 10. This I think show so, is a too. 10. Yeah, this show killed I'm it. I'm not just saying that. This show is a 10. I mean, it's no gifted. <laughs> Don't do that again. That's actually more offensive than what the cop did to A-Train. This, this show is honestly the best. To me, it's the best comic book show that has ever come out. 
If you disagree, we'd love to hear from you in the comments below. If you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, make sure to hit give the, us that five stars and leave a comment. Yeah, hit that thumbs up, guys, if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, make sure, because we're going to be covering The Watchmen after show here, too. Not us, possibly, but it's After us. Buzz will be. It's us. I'll be on it. Let's be real. We got a 10. Someone said it. There we go. Well, let's there be real. I'll be on it. We're going to cover The Watchmen. We're definitely going to talk about it. All right, so let's move on. Do you want to talk about Deep? Because he's kind of unrelated let's get to into, stuff. Let's get into the Deep. The Deep goes into its Britney bitch moment. You see Guys, him? he goes off the deep end. <laughs> I like that. That's all I needed to say. <laughs> well, the shaving the head, he's, he's clearly has this illusion that he'll be back in it, back on it. He, he's going to make a comeback. It's a brand. He's going to New York. Yeah, yeah. He's going to New York. I think he's becoming a villain. You're going to be? He's turning around. He's going to go against Homelander and the, the savior of Sandusky. <laughs> the savior? No, no, no. It's it, the best part is the boys in marketing have created a primo tag for you, the savior of Sandusky. So I actually like that. I didn't think about that. Do you think he's going bad? Do you think he's going to go against Vought? I think he definitely. Mm, yeah, for sure. I actually, a part of me <laughs> thought he was going to be the one that throws off everybody by going into Vought and just going crazy. He was going to go. Uh, postal. I know it's a little too soon, but I thought that's what was going to happen. That he was going to be that guy that goes in a vat and just goes crazy. Yeah. He loses it. Because from a storyline... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, I think from a storyline perspective, what I felt in the last episode specifically is that they almost created like a separate storyline already for him because he wasn't really part of the main storyline, I felt. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the kind of start of... Something becoming new. Becoming something new inside of him, like the villain, the bad side of it. Well, him, we're going like with so. DC comic book heroes, and they're making they're mm-hmm. making Aquaman turn into Black Manta, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool, and I think if he gets in touch with the terrorist organizations, mm-hmm. then you're going to see some really cool storylines. See, I don't think it's going to be a terrorist organization of that nature. I think he's going to go into the terrorist organization that protects the environment. So we have those in the United States on a, on a large scale, actually. People who, for example, blow up uh, blow up construction sites or or anyone who's going in cutting deforestation and things like that. I think he goes into that field, especially in the marina. Oh, uh, good call. I like that. Yeah, I think that's where he's going. He he's, will be the he's, he's savior. Green War. Because we'll see him. We saw him try to save the lobster. We saw him, of course, try to save the save the dolphin. That was a crazy. So thing. that's what it is. Uh, the deep is going deep. He's going to have a different definite storyline in season two. Starlight and her mom. Have that conversation. I'm so glad we predicted this, but yeah, like that they had that conversation. Rough. Was it a rough conversation? Did it go better than you thought? Worse than you thought? How'd it go? That's like some that's like some familial ties ending conversations right there. And I don't know if she's ever gonna like forgive her mom for what she did, especially now that we know her dad disappeared. She wa- he walked away. But at what point does Vought Industries say he knows about this? He doesn't agree with it. We just have to make him disappear. Yeah. Even, because even last episode when they said the marketing guy got terminated, I was like, they killed that guy. Basically. That's how the I set design guy. Set, set design guy. Yeah. So was it rough? Yeah, no, I mean I, I, I saw this conversation coming. I think that was a typical scene between like a daughter who's experiencing or basically exploring something that she didn't know about and then had confronting the mom. She finds out that she's was, adopted, basically. Yeah, pretty much exactly, pretty much. What I just thought about is like that means the mom, when she was a baby, the mom got in touch with Vought International, right? I think Vought sent out invitations to certain people okay. at a certain time. That's actually a, a very normal thing. For all we know, Starlight could have been a troubled pregnancy, and that's who they were reaching out to. 
Yeah. I mean, they reached out to parents in some way. We get that actually now when they're testing. Uh, mm. Actually, um, one of the one of the one of the ones that they do now, especially overseas, stem cells. So we get a lot of that when it comes to stem cell uh, research. We also subject ourselves when you go under mm. when you're at a when you're at a teaching hospital when you're under. Sometimes the other other students come in and run other tests on you that have nothing to do with your yeah. specific surgery. Right. In fact, one of the big problems that we're facing right now are students coming in and doing gynecological studies on women that have been uh, anesthesia because they had a you know whatever well, surgery. A little off topic, so let's get back in. Yeah, yeah, but that's a real thing. That's yeah, I mean, I get it. It's about it's about going in and let's yeah. realizing. I understand. Let's I'm, realizing that people are volunteered and volunteer for a lot of different things. I mean, what I'm just asking myself is if she agreed to that, to giving her compound V at some point, what did they promise her? Because she she said something like, "I want to have so to give you like a better life." Having you know, a superhero like, child wasn't enough. Look, no, let's no, be like, real. Would any of us be mad if our parents had decided to inject us to make us superheroes? No. No, of course not. But of course not. But I feel like that's not what they promised her. I mean, you would have been mad if you died from it. But when you live... Yeah, I think she saw it. But I think she meant something from a different perspective. Here's here's the perspective, right? Uh, Take all the bad stuff Kanye West has done, but just take his fame and his celebrity and say, I can make your kid the next Kanye West in 23 years. Mm. Do you want to do that, or do you want your kid to grow up normal? Like, that's kind of the same kind of decision that the mom's faced with in this that she made. And she wanted her daughter to have everything she'd ever wanted. She was the stage mom to the super, the super Mm. stage mom, I guess. Mm. And, you know, I think that what's weird to me is that it would have made more sense to be honest about it. As opposed to hide the fact, but I guess Vod Industries is so sold on their God giving God get God's gifts. I mean, that's a big thing. I could see that. So that means just just to to basically end that up very quickly. That also means to me right now personally that the application process that she had to go through, right, the, the, the uh, any that yeah, was basically mom- all made up. So even that the mom was so happy about it, she actually knew already that they're going to take her because it was all lined up for so many years. You know I don't know I mean? if it was lined up for so many years, but I think the mom definitely made it happen. Okay, yeah, I can see that too. That nodded because that would make sense with the rest of the storyline. Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, it definitely was a conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. The boys break up. They have a conversation that's been coming to a head. Huey, of course, Butcher says, Huey, you're with me. They go. They see that the other guys are clearly burnt, so they keep driving. Ooh. Butcher wants Ooh. to Butcher wants to finish finish the mission and Huey says no. We have yeah. to go back and save them. And if Butcher's gonna drag everyone down, then he's out. Yeah. And he gets left behind. But then Huey mans up. I think that was a big scene. That was a big scene. That he's going against Butcher, which was the first time in eight episodes that he does that. It reminds me of Starlight saying no to Stillwell. A little bit. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. They're on a very similar path. Yeah. Which of course comes to a head at the end of this episode. For sure, yeah. That was powerful. Yeah, what do you think of his plan to get them out? I I think it was haphazard, but it worked, so I can't say anything. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have gone in there with just, hey, I have a steel thing in my mouth. Let's see if you can unpick, unlip, unpick a, pick anything. You said you can unlock anything with, with the metal wire here. I'm surprised we haven't gotten more of, what's her face, the girlfriend of Franchi? Kimiko. Kimiko. Not Kimiko. 
Oh, you mean his original Mon lady Chevy, friend, Monchelli? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dead. she kind of just vanished. So I think we're going to see her next season. But like, interesting point. She hasn't been involved since he got burned. So that's interesting. I love that uh, Huey he took out one of the guards, the gun, like on the first bullet, but then didn't get anyone. Sure, of course. That if anyone's ever fired a gun like that, it's going to have a lot of kickback. But fine. It was a great scene. It was fun. That makes him so personal. You know, that's what I like about this character so much. He's like, he's growing so much over the last eight episodes, but he's still this kind of amateur kind of guy, you know, not really sure what he's doing, but he does it anyway because he feels it's right. But he's doing it. And I like that, you know. Doing it. But he's doing it. Okay. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about the boys being locked up. So the boys are locked up. They're having that conversation, and they're in there. And you realize that Frenchie loves Kimiko. He really does. Yeah, right? sure. He's in for love sure. with her. He yeah. sees something in her that he sees in himself and finds this kindred spirit. He took a bullet like a champ, too. Mm. He did. Oh, yeah. He took it. And it was almost for her. He was staring at her while I was wondering, where are the rest of the guards? And then pop. And it's mm. like, oh, there are more guards. Mm. Yeah, and they we obviously don't see where they go at the end, but they get away to go to whatever hideout they're going to find. Mm. So Kimiko's back in the game. And what I also like about the whole show is that they really pay attention to detail. Do you remember the scene where she's basically doing her nails? Mm-hmm. And then out of a sudden when she's under the car, you still see a shot of the nails dirty now, which is a great contrast, I feel, right? See, what she was about to change, she was ready to maybe change everything about her. She even tried to speak. And then she basically got back to the old one, in a yep. way. That's how it felt to me. Just when I thought yeah, I was exactly. out, they I love that. pulled me back That in. was a great metaphor. It's like when you take a bite of a donut and your hands are all sticky, so you wash your hands, but then you go take another bite of the donut. <laughs> So, we get them in the lockup, and of course, Huey comes to save them. And they're trying to get away. They try to get away. They're on their way. A-Train shows up. Why did A-Train show up? Who called I just, him? I just want him to be here. Yeah. I'm just trying to train it. I'm training. I'm training. Man, they make him a cracky real quick, don't real they? Quick. I mean, I will say this. Look, as much as I like the show, let's not act like they're not sticking to some stereotypical diatribes of people. The Arabs are the terrorists, the black guy's a druggie, and an athlete. I mean, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's simmer down a little. Let's get a little more diversity in next one where, you know, the Asian girl just knows, knows Kung Fu all the I mean, I'm going to avoid commenting on this stereotype montage. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. It's interesting. So, here A Train shows up. Why did, how did A Train even know to show up? Uh, Good point. He's tied in. He's tied in because of Homelander. He's tied in because they're. And they say it when uh, Billy uh, talks to Hugh. It's like, yeah, it's probably just cronies working for Vought. So, I'm pretty sure A Train. And Homelander are very up to date on everything going on with these things. Plus, like, A Train's got nothing better to do. He just pissed off his brother. He was training with a train. His leg is totally messed up, so he's consistently taking mm. this V compound to deal with the pain. Mm. Like, I don't know if you saw, but his superpower isn't healing, and his, like, femur was snapped in half. Snap, snap. Yeah. And like, I also feel that specifically track Starlight for, for a while already. I, think yeah. they know I don't know where if there's tracking you know, Starlight because then they would have seen the scene with Starlight and Huey at the church. True. They're not following her as closely as they should be, actually. Actually, I was wondering why are they not following her after she's been, you know, implicated a in a That's situation? A why are they not following and keeping tabs on on her the way they are on what it seems like the rest of the team? I think mm-hmm. because yeah. Homelander didn't want them to. Because Homelander wants to hold Maeve accountable because he said she's your thing now. And now that Maeve's failed and Starlight's done something against them, Homelander has more power over Maeve. And also, Homelander never released to Steelwell what was going on. Now, obviously, we see him hiding the fact that he created terrorist supers across the world, and he hides the fact that 
Huey and the boys are a group that are mm-hmm. trying to take them down. Huey, right. Lewis, and the boys. Huey, Lewis, and the news. So we get this whole concept of a party. We get this congressional party. We see Starlight act a certain way. Why was she acting like that? Was she told to act like that? Well, let's back it up because we were still talking about uh, A-Train, and we got a great picture up when we were talking about this, where what? what do you think of Hugh's decision to say, to try to save him and have Starlight save him? Do you think this is going to bite his bite him in the ass, or do you think this will actually set up future storylines for the better? I mean, it just I think it, the the way it helped him immediately is that Starlight recognizes how good Huey is. True. It, it was it, if nothing else, she's like he's the man that I thought he was. That's the bowling for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. it was. That's okay, how so, I felt too. so now the party. She's drunk because she's heartbroken. Oh, you thought it was drunk. Oh, she was drunk. Oh, really? Yeah, she was oh. drunk. Oh, she, she was drunk. She threw up. Oh, that's why she threw up. That's yeah, true. and I think it's it's terrible, but like that's true. You know, it, you get heartbroken. It feels good to like have somebody be attracted to you and have somebody like yeah. paying attention to you. Yeah, sure. But you know, she couldn't go through with it because obviously. Regardless of everything, what he said still struck a chord with her. And then, of all people, Maeve is the one who inspired her to go save them. Yeah. Love she's, it. Yeah, she's still like a mystery to me, though. I don't know. I can't really completely understand her character. Maeve? Maeve? Yeah. I'm not sure. What do you guys feel about her? She's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think really know Maeve what you think about her. is starlight in 20 years. So without a starlight to be her reflection, this mm. is what happens. She started out this, this uh, you know... Oh, eagle-eyed, wonderful, just like, oh, look at what's going on. And then she became... Yeah. She opened up and was actually Maybe. serious about Yeah, she so says that. that she kept giving away pieces of herself until yeah. there was nothing left. That happens to celebrities. Yep. I think I think it's a very accurate you depiction. And, the yeah. show does such a great job with its comparisons to the real world. Oh, I love that. That was, that makes us uh, strong. We see Mr. Edgar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, if we're going to throw back to Breaking Bad... Madeline's death is very reminiscent of his. You see the skull and then an explosion. Strong and an explosion, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, Mr. Edgar. I was, I'm happy. That I'm glad that the, he's the cast because yeah, it's strong. he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Great. I didn't picture him being Mr. Edgar, by the way. Um, yeah, I did not either. I think I personally believe that he's the the mastermind behind all the supers and everything like that. Madeline is the manipulation, but he's the mastermind. Yeah, Madeline's definitely the help. Yeah. she Even she bows down to Mr. Edgar. Mr. Edgar's sighting was, even in a way, scarier than seeing Homelander. They were all, they all respect Mr. Edgar. Even Homelander doesn't go to Mr. Edgar. He'll go to Vogelbaum, who he was afraid of a little, but then took control. He'll go to Stillwell, but does not. I'm going to think that Mr. Egger's right-hand person we're going to meet is the shapeshifter that we saw earlier. I think that would be that would be a, a strong partnership. Because here's here's my pitch. Shapeshifter becomes Madeline. And takes over that role, yeah. and so we just don't miss a beat. Just like within, within the world of Vought, everyone thinks Madeline's alive still. Because Madeline is mm, very true, important. Homelander explains his... His plot to Madeline, and and she has to take a moment to be impressed. Why do you think she did that? Because she's probably super angry but can't show it. And she's scared. Again, she admits it in the end, I'm scared of you. And I think when he told her what he did, she was terrified and had to take a second to change her entire mindset to turn around and be be on board. 
I'd be like, I have to manipulate you again. So yeah. that was the only reason you think why she still had sex with him at the end to completely get him over. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he was pulling away. And yeah, they even shot it yeah. with the toy, Stephen. You were noticing the toy and brought that up. The toy that she was treating him like a toy again. That was a great shot. He was shot. a child. Yeah, yeah. A great shot. And he, she was afraid of having sex with him. I mean, his penis could kill her. Yeah. We've seen sex with supers go wrong. I'm serious. She, this is the Lois Lane and Superman having sex situation mm. where everyone's like, oh, it's the same, but it's not. It's, mm. it's a dangerous situation. Well, Homelander's James Bond series in this universe is called If Cox Could Kill. All right. So, locked up won't let me out. Man, uh, we're going to get uh, into. I love you guys. We're, <laughs> we're going to get into like father, like son. Like so this is just son. the last scene of the episode, right? Yeah. Yes. What do you think is going through Homelander's mind? He's too immature to be a father, but he wants to so bad because he wants some semblance of family and humanity. And he wants someone who's like him that he can feel. That That's, you know, there's this quote from Simpsons that was so profound that I saw. It's like, the reason we have kids is to program them to hate the things we hate. Mm. He, he wants someone to program on his own. Yeah, he wants to program them, but they don't want him near him because he's going to taint the son's he's perception of reality. He wants a sidekick for his mm. sociopathic tendencies, and the son, they want the son to be the true Homelander they wish Homelander was. Yeah, I think the constellation is just is just crazy in a way because he always wanted to have a family, right? As we found out, he was raised in a laboratory all his life, so now he has a kid and the... And like the, the the mom's, you know, the kid's mom and stuff like that. But then having Butcher on the ground watching all that. I mean, season two, the even the first episode after this one must be crazy already. I mean, how do you how do you continue that? You know, I mean, that? Uh, somebody in the chat pointed out that Butcher definitely killed the baby Teddy. Yeah, definitely. Right, but when? When he blew, when he blew up. the bomb oh, up. Oh, I see. So now Butcher's got to face reality that his wife's still alive with a son that's another man's baby that he thinks raped her. We don't know if he actually raped her at this point. I try to tell you. You're I thought right. it was a lot more consensual than people been... gave it gave it credit for. And honestly, of all the things, Homelander dropped some t- truth bomb yeah. when he said it. He didn't say it. He taunted him with the truth. It wasn't taunting him with yeah. a lie. And Becca comes out and yeah. is... She's like... She's in shock to see... Yeah. Butcher. I think they're yeah. going to create a, a storyline for her too. I mean, and I'm not saying sure. she was consented, like she was happy to do it. Maybe there was the benefit. Maybe mm-hmm. it was like I get the. I don't know, but there was something. It wasn't as it wasn't as rapey as we were led to believe. I think she did to protect Butcher. It could be because there's no way that Homelander is going to let another man raise his son. It's all possible. I mean, yeah. definitely we had a baby. Definitely we saw Becca. Definitely a lot going on in uh, season two. We have so many things to talk about and think about and wait. And we're going to use this show because it is our compound V. Let's get into worst case scenario. <laughs> it's the worst case scenario where superpowers go bad. Here tonight, we're talking about Nightcrawler. Also a Judas Priest song, but we're talking about the X-Men mutant who can poof and pop and fly into different things and be purple. What's the worst thing that could happen with Nightcrawler's power? So he has to go do something in a high school, except he doesn't realize everyone in that high school is allergic to sulfur. And so as he's boomfing and pamfing out of everything, his sulfur is causing these allergic reactions and everyone in the high school dies. Great. What? Dig it. What, explain it to Every me, time he that. teleports, he leaves a cloud of sulfur behind right, so you right, can right. bring the stench. But a lot of people are allergic to sulfur. I mean, sulfur is also not a good thing to breathe in. So he does that so much in a specific high school. Let's make it a middle school. You know what? Let's make it a preschool. And they all die. die. 
Wow. How do you guys come up with these stories? Because we're bad like, people. I was like, well, am I too good? So what happens I, to Nightcrawler? What oh, my God. So, oh, my goodness. What happens to him? So he's leaving that behind every time, right? So, oh, my goodness. Let me think about it for a second. Go first. I'm All right. Well, I'm Nightcrawler sorry. can go into places he's been before, but he doesn't have to necessarily see them. He just has to visualize them. So he can visualize the place, but he can't visualize the people. So unfortunately, class field trips going through the going through the White House. Nightcrawler decides, "Hey, I'm going to just splay out and appear like this." His arms and legs and all of his body parts are now impaling children all around him, and he has now taken out an entire class. Well, sorry guys, I'm Nightcrawler. There can be no witnesses. And he kills an entire elementary school class of children before another one comes in, sees the bodies, and he's got to kill them, too. Wow, where am I? Indigo scan, bro. Where am I? Guys, I can't even think I think you're that. speechless. I think that's our time. Wow. That's our time. Uh, guess what, guys? God. If you would like, Collider has an amazing article from Eric Kripke, the showrunner, who did big things with this. Shout out to you, buddy. And it explains the season one cliffhanger, and it breaks it all down. Please go check out that that article it is wonderful let's get into some quick predictions steve lemuel after buzz tv prediction i predict an april 1st rollout for season two and i predict that we'll be back here covering it because this show is fucking awesome for i get one f word a show this is that one that that was it that That was was it it. bench no okay my prediction i said it already at the beginning i feel that homelander is going to fight his own son uh my prediction is going to be that huey and starlight Get pregnant, too. Woo! Yeah, I said Good it. One. We'll find Good out one. in season two. Until then, where can people find you if you want to be found? Stephen Lemieux! At Stephen Lemieux on Twitter and producing Maria Menounos' podcast every single Monday called Better Together, where you, too, can get better alongside us. That's why it's called Better Together. Ben Schnau! Oh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram under at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U, also on Facebook, Benjamin Schnau, and I'm also hosting and co-hosting Bring the Funny every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Check it out. That's it! Nine! And my name is Teron, <laughs> and I am Teron all across the board. I A M T E H R A N. Find me in a bathrobe hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until the next time you see us hosting, and the next time Amazon's The Boys come back, we will see you. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 